Hi, share with me spiritually. Hi, this week we're going to talk about something that's slightly different, more to do with your confidence, your self-esteem. It's almost like a self-help episode. The reason why I want to talk about being outstanding or having the confidence to be outstanding. It's because of a video I recently watched on YouTube. It talks about why some people are scared to look pretty or to dress up. At the beginning of the video, they mentioned a girl who is tall and thin. She has the quality to dress up, but then she doesn't dress up very well, or she tried to dress down, or just to dress normally. She wore regular T-shirt and jeans and try not to draw a lot of attention to herself. Are you one of them? Do you have the desire to dress well but do not really feel confident to do so? In the YouTube video, it shared a lot of different factors that contributed to a person's desire or their confidence in trying to look pretty. One of the factors they mentioned is environment. It gives the example of being in different cities. For example, if you're in Paris, you're in London, you probably would try to dress up and look good every day because people around you are quite fashionable, and it's acceptable to dress up all the time. If you dress up, you will still feel normal. However, If you're in a small town, if you're just in your neighborhood, no one really dresses up. They just wear very normal T-shirts. If you dress up, you're probably gonna stand out, regardless of your style. Even if you are doing something very fashionable, very trendy, the people around you are probably gonna think you are very not necessarily strange, but. Definitely stands out from the crowd. So when you walk on the street, they will stare at you, even if you are pretty. They would still think you are quote unquote special. And some people does not necessarily want to be special. That's why it got me wonder: Why do people not want to stand out? Why do people not want to be special? I guess this mentality dates back. To schooling, the time when you are still attending schools, let's say middle school, high school. I'm not sure if that's the case for American or European schools, but that's definitely true for Asian schools. We are raised not to stand out. We are raised to be identical. Let's think about school uniforms. They are designed to be identical. They are designed to make everyone look the same, so that there's no comparison. Schools claim that comparison is bad, as they don't want to show the students' class, their wealth or their background. They want to make everyone look equal. However, equal does not necessarily mean identical, right? And obviously, this kind of arrangement is not working at all. We still have school bags, stationery, your shoes, or even your academic results. 
that's different, and this is the outcome of wealth gap, the outcome of your socioeconomic status. While I'm not trying to debate whether school uniforms is working or whether school uniforms should be allowed, I'm just saying we're instilled with this concept of being normal or being identical is good, is acceptable, or at least. We're very used to it, and we find comfort in belonging to some sort of group. An explanation for this sort of mindset or attitude is that we have the inherent need for recognition, for love and belongingness. We crave to belong to a pact. We crave that sort of belongingness. We crave the love from our peers. That's why we want to be the same. As we believe that we will receive the love from these people if we are similar to them, let me share my own story. I was educated in a school where we have uniforms. We had to wear uniforms, so I remember there's this only day where we're allowed to dress casually, not wear uniforms. That is the day of fundraising. Because we have this fundraising campaign going on, if you donate certain amount, you will be allowed to wear your casual wear to school, and that's very exciting for students because you finally got the chance not to wear school uniform and wear your own favorite piece of clothing to school and to look cute. I mean, we're all excited, but also I guess secretly worried at the same time because actually. We are undecided about what to wear. We're undecided about our outfit because we're kind of worried about showing off our taste, our closet, and of course, everyone wants to look good, and everyone's scared that they won't look good. And your rude friends, the mean girls, would judge their taste. You know, young girls are often the worst. We're very worried that our friends would criticize or make fun of our outfit. Have you ever been made fun of? Well, I had. I still remember a classmate saying that my hoodie is too extra and too eye-catching, and she said the pattern was very outdated, very old-fashioned, and very ugly. Well, now that I think about it, she was super rude. But at that time, I felt very embarrassed because I wanted my friends to like it. But somebody criticized it, and I feel like I was the one who should be embarrassed. Looking back, at that time, I really liked my clothes, and I just wanted others to agree with me and appreciate me. But then, of course, no one's has the same taste, so. It's normal that others don't like it, and if someone says something rude about it, shame on them, right? However, in real life, it's more complicated. It's easier said than done. We felt that it's very risky to show our own style because we are not sure whether people like it or not. Therefore, we tried to find ways to not show it, to find ways that are safer so that there's no way people can judge you. But if you think about it. Is actually very sad, because we're not staying true to ourselves. 
we're trying to save the trouble and not risk it because we're worried about others' perception. We're worried about others' opinion. And if we apply this mentality to all other aspects of our life, we would lead a life in question. We would always have a lingering question in our mind. We will always wonder, what if something else happened? Would we feel happier? How would we feel about it? This all goes beyond how we dress up. It goes to everything about our life and about our life options, about our careers, about our relationship, about how we want to lead our life. It's one thing to be a risk taker, but it's very important we have the courage to be confident, to be confident to do something that's against social norm, not necessarily talking about being a psychopath or like an antisocial person, but I'm just saying we don't necessarily have to follow what others do. For example, some people does not want to go to college. Sometimes we don't want to listen to our parents. You know how Asian parents want all of us to be doctors, lawyers, all those respected jobs, but we don't feel like it. We know that's not for ourselves. And some people might not want to have kids. Well, I'm just saying we don't want to be pressurized to follow a trend or other people's opinion. It's about the mentality of not succumbing to the herd mentality. The herd mentality means that we want to follow everyone else. We think following the crowd is always good, it's always safe, and we'll always feel happy. But that's not the case. We all wish that life is that easy. If we follow a certain steps, we will end up well. But that's not the case. I mean, if you look at it, for people who are having kids or being a doctor, are they happy? Perhaps their life turned out to be okay, but are they truly happy? If you talk to them, they might tell you they have some sort of regrets. If you're okay with those kind of regrets, go for it. If that's not your cup of tea, then have a second thought. Try to look for something else that is for you. It is really that is easy. You just have to have the courage to do it. To ask the question, are you happy following their footsteps? If so, be it. If not, just face your doubts. Don't let your what ifs haunt you at night. I know YOLO is very cringe, but it's actually true. YOLO applies to everyone. You only live once, and obviously you don't want any regrets, right? So do what you need to do, because no one knows what's in your, the best interest for you except you. I feel like nowadays, we care too much about our face, our reputation, or our public image that we sacrifice our own needs, our own wants, and our own desire for it. Obviously, it's not worth it. Of course, we have to maintain a certain kind of standard or our image or reputation, but if it becomes overbearing, it's definitely not worth it. Obviously, maintaining your reputation, maintaining your ethics or image have certain kinds of upside. For example, you don't want to speak rudely to an elderly, you don't want to pee on the street, 
you don't want to commit crime because you know this is going to ruin your reputation, and you're gonna look very bad. But I feel like this sort of pressure or expectation penetrated to all aspects of our lives already, and it has become excessive and overbearing. After all, we're not celebrities. We're not the royal family. We are just normal people who are living our normal lives, and no one really cares about us. You don't have to be worried about your image or your reputation if you want to pursue an alternative career, or if you decided you don't want to be in a relationship. There's no paparazzi surrounding your home all the time to look at what you've done, to analyze it over newspapers. Going back to what the YouTube video said, some people are worried about being seen, and that's why they don't want to dress up. It's very funny how some people wants to be in the background all the time and don't want to stand out at all. But looking back, I have had the same feeling. Sometimes I just want to blend in in the background and not stand out in the crowd. I used to want to dress normally to go to school because I feel like there's no need to stand out in such a normal setting. If I dress up, I might look a bit awkward, or I might draw attention to myself, and I don't want that. Sometimes I just thought that it was just a class, so why do I have to dress well? Will people think I'm very extra or very expressive, and they're gonna think of me differently? It may be very awkward if my friend asks me why I'm dressing up. Perhaps they would expect me to go out if I dress up, but if I don't, I shouldn't. You know, all these kind of weird mixed feelings—it's bothering me at that time. But now that I think about it, it's very stupid. If I want to dress up, I should. If I feel like looking pretty, I should. It doesn't matter what others think. I feel like we're just too occupied with others' opinions, perspective, preference. We just have to learn to be unapologetically confident about ourselves. We should always do what we want. There's no need for us to interpret or overthink what others' perspective or what others have to say about our decisions, especially when we usually imagine something worse. We seldom judge others for what they do, but we assume the worst for ourselves. Will she think I'm so extra if I wear this hat to a class? Well, most likely she doesn't care, and even if she cares, she probably think it's cool, right? If she really thinks that's a problem, she has a problem, and jokes on her. So the real issue here is that we think there's an issue. We overthink. All these situations and all these circumstances. This sort of fallacy has already been mentioned by many people, including the author of the book "Show Your Work" and my favorite podcaster Ali Abdal. It says that we all think of ourselves as the protagonist in our own stories in our lives, but actually, in others' lives, other stories. We're just an unimportant supporting character that no one really cares, so we don't have to always think of ourselves as the center of attention. And more importantly, our presumption or our estimation of others' views on ourselves is less significant than we think. Therefore, 
they should always play a less important role in our decision-making process. When we want to buy a car or a handbag, the driving factor behind this is usually that we think our friends think it's cool. We want others to think that we're cool. When we are trying to get a nice job, we think that they will admire us for it. And even worse, sometime when we are trying to donate to charity, we think they will think of us as an admirable person. Most of these statements involve the word "we think they think," because it's our own estimation, our own presumption. But most of the time, these assumptions are not correct. It's just what our brains tells ourselves. Whether it happens in real life, it's another story. Therefore, I read it somewhere in the book. It says, "Don't meet up with your high school friends or your college friends because you don't want to make decisions based on their opinions." This is because people often make life decisions based on others' opinions. For example, we think about getting this car or getting this house because others would admire us. Others would appreciate how good this house is. Actually, it might not necessarily impress ourselves because we're not doing it for ourselves. So, this author says that we have to avoid others' opinions or avoid seeing others at all because we want to make our lives truly for ourselves. Your life would be easier if we're making decisions for ourselves. So what I'm saying here is that we should all be confident and be courageous. If you ever get harassed for your own decision, for your own life choices, you will find it easier to defend yourselves because the reason, the rationale is in you, and you're staying true to yourself. Obviously. It's easier said than done, and it's a learning process for all of us, because the idea of comparison, the idea of social norm, is too ingrained in us. But I hope everyone here can embrace that side of ourselves, the side that's outstanding, so the world would be a lot more unique and a lot more colorful. Well, that's it for this week, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.